0: everyone hope everyone is good hope everyone is well i hope that you got some rest or you did some things that you wanted to do um i hope that going into this week after you have woken up from yesterday into today that you realize the blessings that you have in your life even if you feel like you are at the bottom i hope that you recognize what god is really doing for you at this moment and I hope that you recognize that he saved you from a lot of situations. I on yesterday had a lot of kids over; they were watching the Super Bowl. I'm not really a football fan, you know, just not a football fan at all. <laughs> it's all good, but um, I had some moments to kind of be to myself since the the children were occupied, and I just I really started um to think about you know the goodness of God and um, was really just in my mind thinking about everything that he has moved me from personally and um, just the experience of him moving in my life now before I get into today's episode I want to share this story with you because I feel like it is needed and I could not just go on without speaking about it so About two weeks ago, yeah, about two weeks ago, um, my husband had his first uh, Caucasian funeral. Um, He has a funeral home, and so it was his first white decedent, and they decided that they wanted to do the funeral at the funeral home because it was, you know, a small, intimate funeral. And so when the family and everything started to come in, of course, we greeted, let them have their time with their mother. And there was a preacher and his wife that was presiding over the funeral. And they came in, you know, they spoke. And immediately I recognized that there was something different about this woman. But I didn't say much because, again, I didn't know who she was. Um, she told my husband and I that they were from a holiness church and, you know, just giving us some quick background of who they were. Anyway, proceeded with the funeral. Um, I got to experience that of a white funeral. It is vastly different from ours. Um, it's quicker. Um, you know, it's just their worship. Um, even at the point of their holiness, it's similar to that of a holiness church, but it's their funerals are much quicker than ours. Um, so anyway, I love the experience um, in this business. You get to see a lot um, and towards the well at the end, family was, you know, gathered and talking. And um, so I went back to the office and I sat there just to finish up some last minute things that were required and the preacher's wife and the pianist they came um to the front of the office there's like a little window there and they were just you know talking to me asking me how everything was blase blase small talk right so we were doing that for about five minutes and she the preacher's wife just looked at me in my eyes and she said have you ever walked on water And I was like, no, ma'am. And I knew she meant that in a spiritual sense. And I was like, no, I haven't. And she said, it's the it's the best feeling ever. So she started to minister. And I've had this experience happen to me um, years ago with a white man. Um, And I say that because I know the goodness of God and I know that he does. So he does things in a way in which jars our spirits and open our eyes Every um, almost every connection that I've had with a person who I know um, they are real in their spirit has come in the form of a white person. Not to say that it's anything wrong with that at all, but many times God brings people that, you know, is not like you or There is a difference where you know that God is speaking to you. So it was the same kind of feeling. um, The engagement in the eyes, talking to you straight in the eyes and the goodness that you felt in their spirit. So she began to talk about walking on water and there was some things that Monday that I had prayed for. I just needed a minute to get myself together and I was praying in the shower and I really didn't realize that that prayer was so long I don't know if anybody has ever experienced Really coming to God Having everything in your mind What you want to talk about But it ended up being like a 15 minute prayer Because you get so in into it And the spirit really hits you So yeah, I had one of those 15 minute prayers In the shower that Monday And then on that Wednesday She began to basically Tell me everything that I had prayed for And And I couldn't hold my tears back I began to get emotional and I started to cry and she said God wants me to tell you that everything is okay but also to stop fighting um and wrestling with the urge that God has put on your life and those that was one of the things that you know I was praying about just for God to give me insight on the direction that he wanted me to go and Anyway, the the way in which she spoke to me um, and the way in which the piano player, who's a female piano player, they began to speak to me. It was it was absolutely amazing at the end um, they asked if they could pray for me. So I came out the office and and um, to the front of the funeral home and they held my hand and they began to pray. And I had one woman in my left side of my ear and then the other in the right. And they were praying and I. I swear to you, it sounded like two angels, and um, I just I couldn't hold it in. I was just crying through um their prayers. and it was almost as if the burden that I felt like was you know on my heart and in my mind was lifted immediately, and their sweetness and their graciousness just gave me a sense of peace. Um, I wanted to share that story because. I want to reiterate the fact that our prayers are being answered. I don't know the connection in which you have to God. I think that our connection is a personal one. And um, I truly believe that God appears differently for every single person. I mean, I just think that it's constructed that way for you to know. So that connection that God and I have, I knew that going and attending that funeral was meant and the prayers that i had prayed on that monday It was solidified and answered by a woman. Sometimes, you know, God uses other people to be the bridge in between just to let you know, like, I heard you, my child, and I am here. Um, So if you are at a place where you have been praying and praying and praying, be receptive and open your eyes and your ears to the signs on which God is giving you. And he is also sharing with you. Um, When you have a better spiritual uh, knowing you you know what you feel and you know what you see and you know that God is real so anyway I spent about eight minutes (laughs) talking about that now I'm supposed to be brief but I wanted to I wanted to talk about that I wanted to share that because I just felt like I could not sit on that um and that's for somebody okay Alright, so we're gonna go into the episode and I wanna um what I jotted down was uh the things that I I could have wanted to sorry I'm a little emotional. Let me let me let me go back a little bit. <laughs> so what I had written down for today's episode is the things that I wish I would have told myself when I was younger. Okay. Um, There are many things when we look back that we now understand because of wisdom and maturity. And in our immature mind and our immature thinking, small things may have seemed like the world was coming to an end. But what I do know is that uh, the lessons that we learned are for our own good. And we look back at it and say, it's not that bad. One of the things that I wish that I would have known, but listen, all of this makes sense because we have to grow and see it and understand it at a different point in our life. But one of the things that I wish I could have told my younger self was that um, it's okay to be exactly who God made you. There were so many times that um, I have always been an introvert, isolated. I just find comfort in just being around what is familiar for me and at many points in my life especially when I began um, my business I knew that I had to be more personable with people but the energy that I felt with certain people just didn't feel good right but I had to move past it and I would often just hate that I felt like I had That within me, that I couldn't fight the feeling and that the things about certain people just made me feel uncomfortable and I wanted to shake it. I didn't like the way in which it may have appeared to other people. I have been told many times by several people who've gotten to know me afterwards that my persona or my stance is very standoffish. And um of course, you know, in conversation, we have a laugh about it. But then in the moment, I feel like I always have to explain that it's not meant to make anybody feel bad. It's just I've always been that way. And I'm kind of one of those people that will read the room and read people. So I don't walk into spaces um and do so. With, you know, the knowing that I'm going to talk to everybody in the room. No, I reserve my energy and my emotion for those in which I feel um, I can relate to. So living and coming into my own self, I realized that that was a good thing because many of the aspects of my personal, you know, readings of people came to be true. Um, I knew, you know, in the inside of me that some people just wasn't right, but I wanted to fight it. You know, I wanted to be more personable, but something, you know, God stopped me from linking up with certain people. And uh, it's a gift. It is indeed a gift. I've just taken it in and realized that it is a gift and I am I am happy about that. <laughs> OK, um, the other thing is that I wish I would have told myself or just known that um, being a young mother wasn't at the end. Many, 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 many times over in my life, I really, um, let's see, I only personified myself as being a mother, and it was because I had so much that I wanted to do. Um, After high school graduation, I had so many dreams, and life just was different for me, so you know, my friends were going to college, you know, doing things, exploring, and I was home with babies. And at the time I felt really bad about it. Um, more so because I had, you know, my mother who wasn't very happy about the decisions that I made, um, ended up, you know, with babies and married at a young age. Um, and I felt like I was missing out on life and uh, just the experience of life. But what I've found now at my big old age and my children, one is um, no longer, you know, residing in our home. Another is about to graduate high school this year. You know, I'm the mama that got the older kids and my children made me grow up fast in a sense of maturity that I had beings to look after and I couldn't be with the nonsense like many of my friends like they was ready to you know rumble and tumble and fight and you know they were able to take uh you know, do things that really didn't align with me being a mother. You know, it was it was fearless adventures and I couldn't take part into that. So it's like when I look at it, those things saved me and I'm now thankful for it. And, you know, I'm at the time now that many of my friends, they have younger children and they come to me for advice, you know, about motherhood or what to do with their children or what to say and this, that and other. So it's like it it came to be that it was the most graceful thing that I had ever stepped into even at the tender age of 20 that I owned motherhood in my own way and that it was not as bad as I thought it was I, I just thought that being a, a young mother was terrible and to be honest People would nose down at you, you know, as a young mother, they just kind of felt like you didn't know what you was doing. Many times I didn't. I didn't. I ain't even gonna lie. Um, But I figured it out and I was good with it. And so I am thankful that um, I just got to experience the growth in myself, number one, because there was an immediate growth. I mean, I can't explain it. There was an immediate growth. That I had to go through as, you know, uh, essentially a teenager into a woman and just owning my own and just knowing what to do in many situations where motherhood just made you appear and act a certain way. I mean, you just. To love and take care of another individual um, and to see them as the light of the world to me is amazing. So anyway, I don't want to go too too much on that. I love my kids. I love my children. Um, and I just think that for me, I realized too that motherhood was really the biggest blessing that God had given me. I didn't know that I was capable of loving three human beings as much as As I do, and also um, being able to love on them beyond the things that they may have done in error and just seeing them as human beings. Okay, another thing that um, I wish I would have told myself when I was younger is to let conflicts be what they are. They, you know, let them cease. You don't have to go back and forth. And for me, I've never really been a person to go back and forth in situations. I don't like to argue. I don't like disagreements, especially when it becomes heavy. But there were definitely times um, in my younger years where There were just combative people in my life and I would always like, you know, just take it down a notch and be the one to say, I don't want to do this, you know, not so much begging for um, a meeting of the minds, but. I just didn't like to argue. So many times it was me getting my feelings hurt because they were so strong um, in the way in which they were ready to argue and fight. And I was just like this small person who was like, I don't want to do that. Wisdom, growth and maturity taught me how to still be who I was. But also um, I was able to stand up for myself And many times I had to let people know, play with your mama. Don't play with me. (laughs) That took me some years. And I think it was the fear of really stepping outside of myself and having to appear a certain type of way that just wasn't congruent to what I felt like I was. So just the pushing of me being strong, but not difficult. And standing on my word and standing on my feelings and standing on, you know, don't fool with me. Don't 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 mess with me because I ain't the one type of thing and letting people know like, yo, I have a soft heart. I have a soft spirit. Yes, I do. But I have a breaking point just like you. And um, I don't need to go back and forth. I just need to tell you how I feel. And then we out. (laughs) And so that was okay for me. Learning and accepting that, number one, I don't have to go back and forth with you to get what it is that I need to get out, but to firmly let you know I ain't the one to play with. You can go play with somebody else because I'm not the one. So I learned that um, in my growth and I'm okay with that. Another thing I learned also was that isolation sometimes is not the best I remember reading a book and it was you know talking about the coping skills in which we have learned over time and um, it just explained what we have been through in our earlier years and that will surface in our adult um, years and so one of the things they talked about is self-isolation when there is an issue or a problem that is too great and adults seem to self-isolate. Now, self-isolation could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. And I recognized in self-awareness of myself that self-isolation was one of the things that I did when I was younger, when my mother became angry and I could not exercise like my voice. And so I would stay to myself and I would cry it out. I would start thinking, you know, in my brain about, you know, all of the things that I wanted to say but couldn't or just thinking myself into a whole bunch of nonsense. And I realized that when I got married, I did the same thing. Anytime that there was a conflict, I would self-isolate. Many times my husband wanted to talk it out. And I just was like, no, you know, I don't I don't have the capacity nor the energy to talk it out and I want to hold it here because I felt like my emotions were mine and it wasn't to share you know the effect of where it took me you saw how I I looked you saw my body language and I don't have to explain any further and I learned through time that that was The worst thing that I could have done, because not only did it um, bring up so many issues in our marriage because I was not a good communicator on that part, but I made my husband feel as if he served no purpose in being my partner, Um, not just my husband, but my partner. And for people who are married, you understand this the title husband and wife has its title it does and it has responsibilities under there but also when you are together as partners you act as partners and the person that is your right hand also takes in the emotions and the feelings and everything that you're going through and they want to help you with it so me isolating and self-soothing and trying to rectify my issues and my problems became a a problem for me and I recognized that there were so many things in that that I needed to change so my younger self needed to know that though self-isolation was something that I grew I'm sorry grew into knowing it didn't suffice in my adulthood and my relationships and my connections with people It really dwindled um, the communication and allowed for a space to happen as I was sitting with myself. And the last thing that I really wish that I um, could have told my younger self is to just be you. It is beautiful that in our youth, we are bold in our actions. And I, I remember me as, you know, a small girl like when we're small, no one tells us no, like really and truly no one tells us no. Our imagination is beyond this universe. If we say we're going to be a rocket scientist, everybody's like, yes, you know, because it is what we put out there in the atmosphere with no fear. Um, as little girls, you know, we play dress up and our imagination is just, it is expanding and We don't have fear. Fear comes in when people, once we get to a certain level or once we get to a certain age, people tell us no. Whether it's peers or adults, they tell us we can't do it or it sounds silly. And I know many of you have had that experience where your imagination as a child, even as a teenager, even as an adult, operated and stopped at a certain level because there was fear that people would think of you or imagine you at this certain light and you believed the things that other people would put onto you. What I have learned is that the most successful people don't care about how others feel and perceive them. They go through with the actions that are necessary in order for them to be their best selves. I wish I would have told my younger self, girl, keep that imagination, all of the dreams that you have, keep them into adulthood. Do not let them cease. In adulthood, we, and I understand like we have so many responsibilities. We don't have time for imagination really, (laughs) but we lose the sense of who we are based on what we feel like we have to do as adults, i.e. stick to that job that's driving us crazy. Um stick to that low wage job that suffices right now because the lapse of employment may mean the difference between feeding, you know, our family and, you know, not. I mean, it's it's so many components that go into not having space for imagination but the beautiful thing about imagination is that we see ourselves at a place a time and in the spirit of doing whatever we feel and no one holds us back from it it's like having an imaginary friend you know you are one with what you imagine what you see and you don't care how anybody perceives you as a kid. You know, you got that imaginary friend Tom or Sally. Y'all having a good time, and your parents just understand that is what it is. And you go into this place of freedom. Um, I want us to don't. I don't. I don't want us to lose that. I don't want us to lose the function of seeing ourselves as our, as our biggest brightest cells with the capabilities of doing all i want us to know that we are we can do it we are just at the possibility of doing everything i don't want you to lose out on your dream um there are so many opportunities now than it was when our parents were growing up when our grandparents were growing up i mean really and truly there is no excuse as to why we cannot elevate in our lives many things there is a whole list but those were the top things i wish that i would have told my younger self now into the body of you know mature human being never lose the essence of who you really are never stop um, learning never stop trying to learn the lessons that also lean into your wisdom I am so happy that you're here I'm so happy that you came I'm so happy that we got this talk I am so happy that I am connecting with so many people um, this world is just it's different it is so different but i am glad to be a part of the people who understand uh these issues and these things that we talk about the way that i do i also if you know a podcaster um i've i've gotten about a couple of um offers to be on other podcasts and so i'm i'm excited about that but if you know of any podcasters um i'm open and receptive to having them on the show and being on their show again if you have any um, commentary uh, you want to hear certain things hit me up in the email dialogue at gmail.com thank y'all so much for your continued support and I think that's it all right guys i see you on Friday